0: SECTION 7 OF THE Animal STORY BOOK. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. WHAT ELEPHANTS CAN DO, BY MRS. LANG. LONG, LONG AGO THE EARTH WAS VERY DIFFERENT FROM WHAT IT IS NOW, AND WAS COVERED WITH HUGE FORESTS MADE UP OF ENORMOUS TREES. And in these forests there roamed immense beasts, whose skeletons may sometimes be seen in our museums. Of all these beasts, there is only one remaining, and that is the elephant. Now the elephant is so big and shapeless that he makes one think he has been turned out by a child who did not know how to finish his work properly. He seems to need some feet badly, and to want pinching about his body. HE WOULD ALSO BE THE BETTER FOR A MORE IMPOSING TALE. BUT SUCH AS HE IS, THE ELEPHANT IS MORE USEFUL AND INTERESTING THAN MANY CREATURES, OF TEN TIMES HIS BEAUTY. LARGE AND CLUMSY THOUGH HE MAY BE, HE ALONE, OF ALL ANIMALS, HAS BETWEEN HIS EYES A SERPENT FOR A HAND, AND HE TURNS HIS TRUNK TO BETTER ACCOUNT THAN MOST MEN DO THEIR TWO HANDS. EVER SINCE WE FIRST READ ABOUT ELEPHANTS IN HISTORY, they were just the same as they are now. They have not learnt from associating with men fresh habits which they hand down from father to son. Each elephant, quick though he is to learn, has to be taught everything over again. Yet there is no beast who has lived in such unbroken contact with man for so many thousands of years. We do not know when he first began to be distinguished for his qualities from the other wild animals. But as far back as we can trace the sculptures which adorn the Indian temples, the elephant has a place. Several hundred years before Christ, the Greek traveler Herodotus was passing through Babylon and found a large number of elephants employed in the daily life of the city and from time to time we catch glimpses of them in eastern warfare, though it was not till the third century B.C. that they were introduced into Europe by Alexander the Great. The Mediterranean nations were quick to see the immense profit to which the elephant could be put, both in respect to the great weights he could carry, and also for his extraordinary teachableness. In India, at the present day, he performs all kinds of varied duties, and many are the stories told about his cleverness, for he is the only animal that can be taught to push as well as pull. Most of us have seen elephants trained to perform in a circus, and there is something rather sad in watching their great clumsy bodies gambling about in a way that is unnatural as well as ungraceful. BUT THERE IS NO QUESTION AS TO THE AMOUNT THAT ELEPHANTS CAN BE TAUGHT, PARTICULARLY BY KINDNESS, OR HOW SKILFULLY THEY WILL REVENGE THEMSELVES FOR ANY ILL TREATMENT. IN THE EARLY PART OF THIS CENTURY AN ELEPHANT WAS SENT BY A LADY IN INDIA AS A PRESENT TO THE DUKE OF DEVONSHIRE, WHO HAD A LARGE VILLA AT CRISWICK. THIS LUCKY captive HAD A ROOMY HOUSE OF ITS OWN, BUILT EXPRESSLY FOR IT IN THE PARK a field to walk in and a keeper to look after it and to do a little light gardening besides this man treated the elephant a female with great kindness and they soon became the best of friends the moment he called out she stopped and at his bidding she would take a broom in her trunk and sweep the dead leaves off the grass after which she would carefully carry after him a large pail of water for him to refill his watering pot, for in those days the garden hose was not invented. When the tidying up was all done, the elephant was given a carrot and some of the water, but very often the keeper would amuse himself with handing her a soda water bottle tightly corked and telling her to empty it. This she did by placing the bottle in an inclined position on the ground and holding it at the proper angle with her foot, while she twisted the cork out with her trunk. This accomplished, she would empty the water into her trunk without spilling a drop, and then hand the bottle back to her keeper. In India, small children are often given into the charge of an elephant, and it is wonderful to see what care the animals take of them. One elephant took such a fancy to a small baby that it used to stand over its cradle and drive away the flies that teased it while it slept. When it grew restless, the elephant would rock the cradle or gently lift it to the floor and let it crawl about between its legs till the child at last declined to take any food unless her friend was by to watch her eat it. Amazing tales have been told of what elephants can be trained to do None is stranger than a story related to a missionary named Conter about some wild elephants in Ceylon. Some native soldiers who had been set to guard a large storehouse containing rice were suddenly ordered off to put down a rising in a village a little distance away. Hardly were their backs turned when a wild elephant was seen advancing to the storehouse, which was situated in a lonely place and after walking carefully round it, he returned whence he came. In a short time he was noticed advancing for the second time, accompanied by a whole herd of elephants, all marching in an orderly and military manner, now in order to secure a granary as much as possible. The only entrance had been made in the roof, and had to be reached by a ladder. This was soon found out by the elephants who examined the whole building attentively, and being baffled in their designs, retired to consult as to what they should do next. Finally, one of the largest among them began to attack one of the corners with his tusk, and some of the others followed his example. When the first relay was tired out, another set took its place, but all their efforts seemed useless. The building was too strong for them, At length a third elephant came forward and attacked the place at which the others had labored with such ill success, and by a prodigious effort he managed to loosen one brick. After this he did not take long to dig a hole big enough to let the whole herd pass through, and soon the two spectators, hidden in a banyan tree, saw little companies of three or four enter the granary and take their fill of rice, until they all were satisfied the last batch were still eating busily when a shrill noise from the sentinel they had set on guard caused them to rush out from afar they could perceive the white dress of the soldiers who had subdued the unruly villagers and were returning to their post and the elephants trunks in air took refuge in the jungle and only wagged their tails mockingly at the bullets sent after them by the discomfited soldiers. End of section seven.